Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Partner is an exciting young rock and roll band currently based in Windsor, Ontario. Founded by guitarists, singers, and songwriters Jose Caron and Lucy Niles, Partner have been ripping it up at live shows and working hard on their debut album, In Search of Lost Time. Available around the world via You've Changed Records, In Search of Lost Time is a jolt of hard rock and sweet, clever pop songwriting. Jose and Lucy were in town the other day, so we all met at the CFRU studio in Guelph for a conversation about each and every song and skit on In Search of Lost Time. It was fun, heavy, but mostly fun. Sponsored by Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, Planet Bean Coffee, and Granddad's Donuts, this is Partner on the 353rd episode of Creative Control with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi, partner. How are you? Hey, Vish. Doing great. How about you? <laughs> Very good, Lucy. Very good. It's nice to have you on the show. Well, thank you for having us. I haven't seen you in a few months, I yeah. think. You were in Guelph, maybe? Is that the last time I might have seen you guys? Yeah, we were definitely in Guelph at some point. With the Burning Hell, I think that's the last Yeah, 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 yeah. At the E-Bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And Jose, how are you? I'm doing awesome. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. Oh, it's it's our pleasure. Now you are in. Uh, we are at the CFRU studios in Guelph because you were in town to play a couple of shows. How were your shows? Our shows were great. We played at the Legion last night, and we played at the the side c- stage. I guess the Coop stage. The Coop stage. At, this was at Alora River Fest. Mm-hmm. At Alora right. River Fest. Yeah, and was it a well attended festival? Very oh yeah, well yeah, attended. packed. Totally. Did you have a big crowd of people going nuts? Yeah, by the end of it. Yeah, it started out small and then it ended up 
pretty big. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> pretty people having a good time. You've Kevin's had... Kevin's parents were there, so we hope that they're impressed. Right, yeah. right. That's always a thing. Do, do your parents ever come to your shows? Oh are they yeah. Around to do whenever that? they can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where Where are your parents? Um, my parents are in Goose Bay, Labrador. And mine are in PEI. Oh right, they're still where you're. That's where you're both originally yeah. from. Yeah. Okay, and they're yeah. still there, and they're. I holding mean, it down. Yeah. Holding it down. Yeah. And now I would have first encountered both of you, I think, in Sackville, but possibly in St. John's when I'm you were her. in other bands. Yeah. Uh, I think the first time I saw you play together. No, wait. Were you also in Yellow Teeth? No, you were not. No, no. I was just their biggest fan. Yeah, you were. So, Josie, you were in Yellow Teeth. Yes, that's right. Wonderful band. <laughs> yes. Wonderful band from Sackville. <laughs> That uh, were great, I, and they stopped, unfortunately. Right? Yes. Yeah, and then I saw you, Lucy, in the Mouth Breathers. Yeah, and she was in the Mouth Breathers. You too. were also in the Mouth Breathers. Yes, not from the very beginning, but like at after after the record that everyone actually liked. <laughs> yeah, at the time that you would have seen us, I was in the Mouth Breathers. Right. Yeah, and that was ama- that was an excellent. And Lucy, you primarily sang. All the songs, I think. In yeah, that I I sang sang and wrote all the songs in yeah. that band. Right, I remember being quite taken with you. Nice. As a person, as a songwriter, I thought the songs were very funny and <laughs> and clever, and and uh, you uh, your persona was like you're not a persona, but your stage presence, very good. I Thank enjoyed you. it very much, if I might say. Thank you very much. So is that what sparked partner that union in that band? I think like we were in that band together just because you were like around anyway mm-hmm. like we were we played music together in a lot of like bands and stuff most of them we just didn't really like like we had our band go get fucked our hardcore yeah band. it was a hardcore band yeah and like so go get fucked go get effed i guess i should say on the <laughs> no no it's fine you can say that yeah. and, and it was a hardcore band like a pure hardcore band yeah it was like, <laughs> like right yeah, yeah 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 and and what were your roles in that I play drums. She plays. You play drums. Guitar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I play guitar. You play guitar. You're a uh, you're both fantastic guitar player. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I I don't know where that comes from exactly. Do you want to talk a little <laughs> bit about that? Because you're, which one of you is the shredder per se? Jose, it's mostly sure. Jose. Yeah. Sometimes there's a double neck guitar shredding thing happening. <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> where does this come from? This impulse to shred. Um, I think from my my dad. Uh, who loves rock hmm. and like my whole life he just told me that rocking was the coolest thing that you could ever do <laughs> and I was like okay right okay. what kind of rock was he into um, he thinks ACDC is like the best band that there ever was yeah your your dad and my six year old son have a lot in common <laughs> yeah. he thinks that too wow I'm Both glad friends. it's coming back coming back around I took my son to see ACDC when he was four Sick. on the last really the last tour I yeah think, Black Eyes no, uh, was that the no? What's the last record? Or no, called? wait, was that Black Ice? Is, no, no, Black Ice is like two thousand and one or something. I think. No, that's like, that's like stiff upper lip, isn't it? Like. Oh no, that's stiff upper lip. Yeah. Oh, maybe Black Ice <laughs> was the last one. See, I'm such a huge fan. I don't even know the new <laughs> record. Yeah, we went to the. I wish my dad was here. <laughs> <laughs> I love ACDC myself. Uh, obviously, I have not kept track. I love ACDC, Bon Scott era ACDC. Is your dad oh, yeah. partial to a particular era of ACDC? Um, I think he really loves it all just yeah. so much. Right. Okay. And so much. I, but he would have an opinion, but, but <laughs> uh, mostly just loves it. I think that the Bon Scott era of ACDC rivals any band. I think that's mm-hmm. the best sound and the best songs. And 
I think that's amazing. So I don't. Do you have a, a preference? Are you, are you so your dad's an ACDC fan? Are you an ACDC fan? So I, when I was a kid, I was really into it, and then um, and then uh, people started making fun of me, <laughs> and then <laughs> so I like I kind of re- rejected it for like from maybe like grade eight to a couple years ago few years before like before we started partner <laughs> and then we started partner and it, it um it all came it came, came back. back yeah and what grade were, or what year was it when you were in grade eight i should say um it was 2004 2004 you were in grade eight <laughs> okay that's amazing all right yeah so that was a weird period for acdc <laughs> they were between records you know there weren't a lot of people talking about acdc at that time yeah right. i was listening mostly to back in black and i would listen to it on the bus and i remember this guy like came up to me and like snapped my headphones and like Whoa. was like laughing at me and i was like i have to i guess this means i have to listen to something else now. oh man you got bullied out of acdc that's not usually how it works you usually get i think <laughs> probably most people get bullied into listening to acdc that's kind of frightening. Yeah. <laughs> frightening yeah. indeed. Bad. All right. All right. So, so this, and what about you? What about you? So what's your like uh, foundational musical influence? Because there's lots of weird, funny things going on <laughs> in Partner. And I, some, for some reason, I associate some of that with you. Because you're, <laughs> if I may, I don't want to insult you. Oh, go ahead. A little quirky. You're a little like on the quirkier side. You seem to like the absurd. I do. I love the absurd. Um, I think my my musical foundation is like, um, like Blink One Eighty Two, pretty much. Oh, that was I, like this keeps happening on the show where people about your vintage, yeah, tell me how much they love Blink One Eighty Two. Oh yeah. Whereas I have dismissed them outright. No totally. interest in them. Seems like crap. Just seems like a totally bunch fair. of oh, crap. crap. Right. But the, every young person from like people in Bad Bad Not Good. Oh yeah. People I wouldn't think. Uh, necessarily oh, yeah. like that influence doesn't really come across to me talk about Blink-182 on the show and I can't figure it out what is it why are they good they don't seem good to me they don't seem like a good band to me and they're back yeah well they're not good anymore oh they're not uh, good anymore no okay but um when Anima of the State came out yes in 1999 and I was in like grade 4 or whatever <laughs> it was just like the most exciting. Did not come out in 1989. I 1999. Don't think. 99. I thought you said 89. I was confused. <laughs> no. Sorry. 1999. Right after for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How old is this Blink 182? Yeah, it came out in around 99. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 99. It was like the production was so good. It's like a donut or something. Tom Lord Alge. Yeah, Tom Lord Alge production. And it's bad. Like, and it's so bad. Like it's bad. They're swearing. swearing. They're like. Oh, they seemed rebellious to you. Yeah, the cover is a... Is that the one with the nurse on it? Yeah, mm-hmm. with yeah. the, like, glove. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. anima, the, that's not good. They just <laughs> seem dumb. You they don't think that's very good. Which I seemed don't, pretty funny. So uh, you say they were foundational, but you also acknowledge they're no longer good. Have you dismissed this band from you? No. <laughs> they still mean something I to still you. love Anima of the State. Okay. Um, I mean, maybe they're good. It's, I'm not really, like... It's not my place to say. I heard their dubstep Christmas song. I wasn't really into it, but... <laughs> they have a dubstep Christmas song now? That's, like, what I'm basing this opinion oh, off of. Oh, I see. That okay. they're no longer good. Uh, Weezer? Is Weezer big for any of you? In, we, are you in getting, a way. Yeah. We used to like Weezer. Now we, like, are 
like maybe mostly just like in the guitar sounds yeah. that like we there's we, a bit of a we cars, liked at the time. Yeah, there's a bit of a Cars Weezer thing happening, yeah. and they yeah. because Rick Ocasek produced their record. That's, that's what right. I think of sometimes when I when I listen to your your record. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Not, there's nothing. I, I was in the Weezer fan club. Oh yeah, ninety four. Along with Mar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mar, Mar was, was too. I was member one two three four. Nah. <laughs> that was my member number. That's good luck. That's lucky, yeah. Yeah, I got to find that card. I don't know where it's come up on the show before. But yeah, Weezer, I used to like Weezer quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for sure. Particularly after uh, Nirvana stopped, they were like, that was like a tragedy. And then Weezer were like the Beatles being on Sullivan because they were right. kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But dark as well. They had a little edge to them, of course. But uh, I like them, and and I hear it a little bit. But there's other stuff too. There's a uh, maybe we should. I want to get into the record. I think maybe that would be the best place to get going here All because right. we've kind of figured out where you're from. Mm-hmm. You're friends, right? You're good friends. Oh yeah, we're great friends. And you've been friends. Did you go to school? No, no. You're from different parts. When did you become friends? We became friends when like I'm like a year older than Jose, so I was in second year and she was in first year of. University. Oh, this was at Mount Allison Amanda. University in Sackville. That's where you met? Yeah, okay. in like the dining hall. Jennings Hall. She was... You were eating like, food. Yeah, we were. <laughs> she was eating french fries wearing like a fake leather jacket. <laughs> and From garage. I don't... No, I was probably eating like tater tot casserole, wearing a drug rug. <laughs> and then... A drug rug? We made friends. What yeah. is a drug rug? It's like uh, one of those hippie sweaters. Oh, like know? with the, the, the lines on, like yeah. the black and gray. Made kinda. out of like... Um, Something itchy. Like hemp or like yeah, yeah, flower bag material. Okay, you call it a drug rug. Drug rug. Is that a common name for this? I've never heard of this. Yes. I think so, yeah. I'm very out of touch with culture. <laughs> but drug rug, that's fascinating to me. Okay, so you're... And I can see you even leaving here wearing a drug rug. Lucy I don't know whatever say. happened to my drug rug, actually. Well, well, I'd like to have it back. You can get one at any gas station worth its salt. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, this might be a nice segue into the first song on your record, In Search of Lost Time. It's called Everybody Knows. I found myself all alone in the grocery store More stolen than I think I've ever been Before this I did 13 bong hits And I needed chips I had to go out Now everything is cinematic and the It was like, so we came up with the idea a long time ago, and then we kind of like reworked it um, like way later. Um, but we're just like, oh, it'd be so funny to have a song where the chorus is, everybody knows you're hot. And yeah. the hook like came naturally to us. As, as they always do. We always think of the same hook. Like once once we know what the idea is, we just sing it, and we just like <laughs> sing it the same. It's crazy. Oh, you mean like telepathically? <laughs> like it pops, the hook always like, pops into our Yeah, and we'll sing it the same, just the like same. spontaneously. Weird. Yeah. 
But like we had other lines like when you can't decide which, which treat, treat to, to buy, buy, everybody knows you're high. It was like, <laughs> like, like a yeah. kind of a Joan Baez stoner <laughs> thing. Maybe? Yeah. And okay. like that riff, like I remember I made it up on the fly at our first ever show. Yeah. And it's sick. I love that riff. It was your just, first ever show. Yeah, at Struts in uh, Sackville. You made it up Struts. during a show? Yes. We and, weren't but did very you proceed well to make a song? The song sat like for for months and months and then um when we were uh we figured out that we were going to make the record like in a in a real studio or like in a um, uh, Dave and Colleen's studio is is totally awesome, but uh, we oh, you made to this with it. Dave and Colleen in uh, Porkerville. Um, we made like our first EP. With oh, them. your first yeah, EP. Yeah, yeah, right. that's right. So when when we decided that we were going to do it in in Toronto, um, uh, we reworked the song because we we remembered that we had it and that we we had more time and stuff in. Yeah, and okay. we made it so. like more bombastic instead of <laughs> yes. Joan Baez. Yes, it's quite bombastic. That's a good <laughs> yeah. word for it. Yeah, yeah. So you made this record in Toronto. Where did you make it? Uh, Candle uh, Studio. And did you have a producer per um, se or an engineer? Uh, Josh Josh Carodi engineered it and um, offered like quite a few helpful suggestions. But um, Kevin and I like pretty much produced it. Okay. Um, from his like attic apartment. And in, uh, in the Kensington market was where most of our work went down. Okay, I see. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. All right. So, is there anything else we need to know about? Uh, everybody knows. Um, it's like it's pretty clear. There's a yeah. couple references to the Big Lebowski. One <laughs> yeah. one reference to the Big Lebowski. Very '90s. Yeah, I just thought like the 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 imagery is just like just conjures that whole that whole feeling. Kind of surreal. Yeah. The surreal idea totally and in this, it, yeah yeah and 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 what about the vocals in terms of how they're produced they remind me of uh i mean you're gonna get probably all sorts of comparisons as you go on and we've talked about a couple of them already but uh it's one of the few songs that kind of most reminds me more of like ruka salt or something <laughs> like that Do right, you, is yeah. that a thing for you it's funny we've like we only know one ruka salt song and we've gotten compared to them like a lot of times in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's we the new, the new season, one, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think the big song for them was called Caesar. Caesar. Did you listen to it? That song we know, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like... Caesar is neither black nor white. Oh, wow, very good, very good. <laughs> yeah, that was go. very good. It was kind of like the My Sharona yeah. of the 90s, I think yeah. it was, or 2000. I don't know what song. Anyway, but not that wasn't a big thing for you. You just found out about it now. Subsequently, people were like, hey, you sound like this. Is that happening a lot? Where you're like, oh, I didn't even know what that was. Some things, but yeah. most references, like, we're like, oh, yeah, okay. It's usually, yeah. But um, that's, like, probably the big one that we don't know. Okay. Well, anyway. I know the Seether and, like, yeah. their harmonies. I think it's their harmonies. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, like, it's, like, that, like, that 90s harmony. I thought that song was by the Breeders. No, but the Breeders <laughs> and Seether kind of rhyme. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't hear as much Breeders in this band. No, it's well, we love the breeders. The, we yeah. love the breeders. You love the breeders. Okay, they're, that's a big but they're one. a little loose, looser. Yeah, they are. That's yeah. what I mean. This is a very tight rock thing that your dad just <laughs> would probably be into. There are. are I, I want to talk about the skits, but let's do it later because sure, there's skits sure. peppered throughout this thing. Let's skip a uh, hey partner here for now <laughs> and go to comfort zone. Just a 
more drinks to make before I make my break and get my full license to chill. This is a, a soothing, <laughs> see their, not see their S song, uh, but it's soothing. Uh, talk about Comfort Zone. Where did this song come from? It's just like um, one day Lucy's like, hey, we should write a song about Comfort Zones. <laughs> and um, I was like, let it sit for a while and realized I wanted to, to write about um, a, like a ritual of like feeling like the most comfortable when you're like just like say you get back from like traveling or whatever and you're finally like in a place where you can like chill <laughs> it's like what do you do and it's like that's the that's the song that's the song do you think it's weird that society frowns upon uh, <laughs> public displays of jogging pants <laughs> I think people should have better things to worry about right now than jogging pants. Do you think life. people is is this a? I just threw this out there because it's sort of mentioned in the song. <laughs> mm-hmm. This notion of curling up in. Am I wrong? I believe jogging oh. pants are invoked here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. This notion mm-hmm. of getting as comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. But are you suggesting, Lucy, that there is a a weird dissemination of jogging pant think pieces that I'm not aware of, and then. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've seen, like, a lot of my people I follow on Twitter, like, get pretty fired up about public jogging pants. And I, I like it when uh, when uh, I'm an enabled to dress comfortably by other people. Right. So. You, you don't have a problem with jogging pants. <laughs> Not no. at all. No. Not a problem. But I do, I will say, let's go back to the song. It does seem to me that uh, inherently within the song, there you, you appreciate that there is scrutiny towards jogging pants and that the only way you can properly enjoy jogging pants is in the comfort zone of your own <laughs> home, right? I yeah. mean... You are it's, speaking it's, to that scrutiny. It's No, not really. No, it's more just like a symbol. It's a symbol of... Um, I think maybe like people are like, you can't wear jogging pants because like you're... Slobbing you're, 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 <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes. But it's like, hey, I can I can be, be that. Like, don't be jealous that that I'm I'm re- relaxing. I feel like we have a there's a lot of rules about pants. And what about shorts on stage? That's another big oh, yeah. one. Who doesn't wear shorts on stage? Most cool people. Really? <laughs> See, I didn't Thresh even Thresh Herman used that. to have a thing called SOS 
shorts on stage. If they were playing with a band, I think, and they saw a band wearing shorts on stage, they would secretly send out an SOS wow. signal. Well, you love to wear shorts on stage because... I like because to the Henry Rollins. And right, just, like, exactly. Henry Rollins be able is... able to move around. Henry Rollins, Angus Young, these people made shorts on stage cool. Yeah. But a lot of... Pavement used to wear shorts on stage. A lot mm-hmm. of people used to wear shorts on stage. Wow, I've never even noticed that people... Fugazi? I guess a lot of yeah. people were just black pants. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to make this about fashion, but when I hear comfort zone, I thought yeah, of that because no, I get no. home from work, I've taken off whatever I'm, and I I have a casual workplace, but I <laughs> I can't wait to get home and put on shorts or <laughs> maybe jogging pants in the winter if it's you know cold. I, uh-huh. I like it, but it's I think you're speaking to something here. Totally We're not comfortable. Bad. I what I'm saying is I don't know that we get we're as comfortable as we should be mm-hmm. out in public. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's that's kind of what I was. I was trying to say earlier, maybe. Yeah. That's great. Okay, great good, good. I'm glad, I'm glad we got to the bottom mm-hmm. of comfort zone. Let's move on to Gross Secret, <laughs> which oh, I, yeah. I've listened to this song many, many times now, and I can't, like, there's other songs where I think I know what the, the <laughs> what's going on, but Gross right. Secret, I feel like it's never, ever revealed what's going what on. the gross secret is. It's just uh, this haunting yeah. notion <laughs> of I've got a gross secret. <laughs> But I don't ever feel like we learned. It's like a film noir. It's like a little <laughs> tiny musical film noir. I never know. Is that what the point of the song is? Yes. That is like my favorite thing about Gross Secret, actually. Yeah. I was, there was a time when I was thre- threatening to have a bridge where I reveal my Gross Secret in there, and Lucy, Lucy acts that. I'm like, no. No. And my Gross Secret is <laughs> Like, I hate bridges anyway, but... Um, I've got a gross secret If I haven't told you It's only cause I haven't gotten around to it So Gross Secret came about because I think we were just straight up just really stoned and talking about secrets and then we're like, like just the phrase like Gross Secret seemed like funny. (laughs) At the time. At the time. And then like Chowder her like we were just talking about that for a bit and then she came back with or we were just like I got a gross it sounded like kind of like a I got a gross secret like a chant it started out as a chant oh it yeah it does have a chant like quality it's <laughs> yeah. hypnotic. hypnotic it's, a, it's one of the most sparse lyrical uh, yeah. songs on the record and uh, okay so we're not going to learn anything more any more insight about the gross secret here no it's a it's mysterious not... Hitchcockian thing uh huh and like yeah, the point is like well, everybody's kind of kind of got got one, and just like I guess the point is to just like think about that. Yeah, <laughs> because the uh, the the pronoun shifts. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. If you only knew, if yeah. I only knew all the things that you I do, <laughs> like that's fascinating too. It, it it does put the onus on the listener to be like, oh god, do I have a gross We're secret? All together. <laughs> We're all together. have gross secrets. What is my gross secret? I don't even know if I have a gross secret. I probably you, do. If you think about it, you'll and when you gross yourself out, that's when you know that you've 
It's the things yeah. that you do in the part of your mind that you don't even let yourself think about it. Like if you were to just like, like rip a giant hangnail off and just like spit it on the ground yeah. at your friend's house or something. Right. It's like that's a gross secret, but it wouldn't even enter like the consciousness level of your mind. I think your gross <laughs> secrets are kept like in the back. They, well, do, they have to. Do you not only think that? Rather, do you do you also think? that people maybe aren't aware that the things they do that are gross should be secret? Like like the thing you just <laughs> pointed out, like people clipping their nails on the train or the bus. Yeah. That's don't, shouldn't that be a thing you <laughs> don't do in front of other people and keep to yourself? I, I think mean, so too. Maybe. Maybe yeah. it's definitely also examining like boundaries or something. Yeah. But also the part where it's like, if I haven't told you, because you're kind of thinking about like intimacy and it's like, if I haven't told Chota my gross secret, it's only because I haven't gotten around to it, not because I'm like ashamed or anything. Right, because you've known each other a long time. Mm-hmm. You travel together. You live. Do you live together? Yeah, we live yeah. together. Yeah. And we live together a lot. Yeah. And you're in Windsor, Ontario now. Uh-huh. We've talked about some of the cities you're from and lived in, where we've met, and all that stuff. But you're in Windsor, Ontario, for why? So um, we moved. I moved there last February um, with a, a partner, and then everyone kind of followed suit, and it made sense. It makes sense, like as a working band, to live there it's totally affordable and sustains sustains the life of a touring oh okay musician quite easily and we're right across from detroit yeah you're a border town it's a border town yeah it's quite something we're like 10 minutes away from detroit yeah do you have trouble getting across the border no 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 right well you you're white yeah exactly we should uh, for people listening yeah, you're white. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're white. We shouldn't <laughs> say that. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it, okay, so that's good. Windsor is three hours from Toronto. Three and mm-hmm. a half. Four? I can't remember. It feel, uh, four? Three and a half feels four, like four. Four, yeah. Four, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I used to, every time my bands have ever played in Windsor at the Fog Lounge or yeah. whatever, I'd, I've always just driven a straight back. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> it's, it's I'm a kind well. of a guy I do that. I don't, wherever we are, I'm like, ah, if we're close enough, I'll just drive us back. Yeah. So I've never stayed in Windsor. Well, you can come chill at our house if oh, you yeah. want. Oh, yeah. I could do that. We've got quite a nice place, I must okay. say. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. We're going to skip another skit. skit. Colin, Colin. <laughs> Medley, which we'll talk about maybe later. Uh, let's go. This is interesting. Uh, Angels from Ontario, which follows Colin, Colin. Uh, <laughs> Colin Medley is a photographer, and he, he does some uh, work with your label. You've changed records, and he took the... The image again. I'm talking about. I don't want to talk about the skit, but I do think the angels from Ontario following Colin. Colin for me mm-hmm. made me think of Colin and people who are supporting you. Is that the song? Is that why? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You you have a network of friends mm-hmm. in Ontario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Primarily. Uh, well, like surely you have people in Sackville and other. Oh, places. of course, yeah. yeah. It's not like that. All our useful friends are from Ontario or anything, but like <laughs> when we like first got into like music and stuff, we were like seriously didn't know shit. Yeah. Like we knew how to play guitar, but we didn't know like how sh- like book like promoting a show worked and like just like touring all that stuff. It was just like very not anything that we understood, and like our like smart Ontario friends. Like Kevin and everybody was like, "Yeah, do you want to shout some of them out?" I'm just curious if I, I don't. I don't yeah. want you to exclude anyone, but I hear uh, infrastructure people, people helping mm-hmm. you book tours, maybe put out records. I thought you must be from heaven, cause you're sure not from here. And you cross a busy street just like you've got no mortal fear. And you ask for what you want, like it's your God-given right. And you know the answer might be no, but maybe it might be you're an angel from Ontario. 
When I wrote it, I really had Kevin in mind. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's like five years older than us or something. So when we first met him, we thought that he was like knew like everything about the music industry. He was twenty-four. He told us he was twenty-five. Kind of yeah, yeah, we were like I don't know, like nineteen or something. And right. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Yeah, and we started GGF or go get go get effed and like, um. Yeah. With with Kevin. <laughs> yeah, with, with Kevin. With Kevin. Yeah. yeah, yeah on you, bass. On and, and and Kevin's in partner. Yes. Technically. Yeah. He's yep. A, Bass player, right? And you manager. say you said earlier he helped produce the the record. Okay, mm-hmm. so and I mean I think it's sort of self explanatory as you hear it. You're a young band, you need guidance. Kevin, among other people, were mm-hmm. were there. Okay, all right, that's good. Also, yeah. just like Ontario seems like a really impressive place when you're a young person from the Maritimes, or yeah. like it's impressive like infrastructure wise, uh-huh. like everything's everything's happening. happening. It's yeah. huge. There's Concerts. tons of people. It's, yeah. Roller coasters. <laughs> Roller coasters, yeah. Yeah. People drive you around on tour uh, from Ontario. I mean that's in the yeah. they put you in your in your Honda element. I yeah. assume is what's going on there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next song. Thank you for that explanation. Daytime TV. When I was a kid I used to fix it. Luckily my mom and dad were Again, uh, I, what I like about Partner, we, we were alluding earlier to uh, Gross Secret and how there's a mysterious, <laughs> enigmatic element to it. But many of your songs seem sort of self-explanatory. I get what's going on. Daytime TV, I think, falls in this category. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about... Uh, and by the way, when you write... Because it's primarily Jose singing. I think most of the songs, you're there, back up. Sometimes you yeah. have parts. Uh, is this one of yours? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. What, again, if you can talk a little bit about daytime TV and why you felt you needed to pay some homage to uh, this uh, thing. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of the same feeling as comfort zone. It's like when you're just like have a whole. I wanted to like. It's like a joyful nostalgia for like the the feeling of like just having a full afternoon of like this programming. Yeah. <laughs> to to watch like and just like being just so so entertained and like just like loving it it's just such a such a 
a fun time. Right, and specifically though, it's not uh, soap operas. It's not. It's not the, mm-hmm. the movies that happen. Right. In yeah. Day. Yeah. It is the trashy. Yeah. <laughs> pseudo talk show like. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Springer, Maury Povich, sensationalist, kind of antagonistic uh, mm-hmm. trash. Yeah, as a kid, like so, it's a it's a from the perspective of being a kid, like we don't watch like that stuff anymore. You can enjoy it. You can enjoy it, like a person with empathy. As a person who's no, I actually I a bullshit detector. I hear the song, and you know, <laughs> I'm very unfortunately immersed in the news cycles, and I. I think that, um, you know, you say you're 10 minutes from Detroit. Our neighbors to the south mm-hmm. are enduring this cultural, socio-cultural reckoning mm-hmm. where everyone's worst impulses uh, have come to life. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And every everything that we thought was absurd and no one would act this way, you know, like a curb your enthusiasm kind of universe has come to life where all the people who say and do horrible things are in power and are in the media all the time and some and I don't mean to disparage anyone who's on uh, who appears on shows like this I'm more uh, I'm more concerned about the people who propagate such programming right like mm-hmm. those producers and people I think are complicit in what's happening right now where people are behaving terribly and disrespectfully and feel like they have no choice but to behave that way Am I overanalyzing the the song Daytime TV? <laughs> no, no. I mean, the, I re- I really thought about about that, like, um, just about it, upon like reflection about like what's really going on on those those shows, yeah. and it's like it's it's quite quite something, and it's it's really not okay. It's usually a lot of slut shaming. Uh, and like, and yeah, and like, I think a lot of people get like taken advantage of and like misrepresented. It's like just very like. It's very Civil War mentality. Okay, so around the Civil <laughs> I know this is going, this. Going, I don't want to go too crazy on this, but there was a time around the Civil War where uh, people figured, uh, the, the these entrepreneurs, these empresarios, Figured out they could send freak shows across America. Right. Yeah. Siamese twins, racialized people were, uh, and and you know just really trying to cater to the worst impulses of the lower class and middle class who had disposable, right. some of whoever had disposable income to gawk at people's misfortunes. And right. these shows, I always thought, were uh, an extension of that mm-hmm. because it was often people who were racialized there was often a class because I would put yeah. cops and all those kind of cheaters oh, yeah. just this notion of watching people flounder mm-hmm. because they're different than you they're not as educated as you mm-hmm. they don't have the same opportunities as you I think you're saying that you came to realize in retrospect it was problematic absolutely <laughs> when you're a child and you like, I know. don't yeah. realize it's yeah. like entertaining and then yeah. Yeah, and, but it's part of you now. It's a foundational part of you. Is that well, I mean, you would play hooky and watch these shows? Y- yeah, and it's like I guess it's from that. It's from the perspective of 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 being a kid in in Summerside, PEI, and getting syndicated Fox Rochester. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, it's a it's a it's a glimpse in, into the world. And when you don't understand how things work, there's no you have no means of of analyzing these these um 
huge forces. Yeah. It's kind of like when your friend shows you like a porn or something when you're a kid. Yes. And you're just like, that's what like being an adult is Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's very strange. And uh, I think we're all <laughs> dealing with it now, yeah. like the after effect of a generation of people who thought that that was okay. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that you're processing that. Yeah, on for sure. Song. Okay. Got heavy, didn't it? Got a little mm-hmm. heavy. Daytime TV is a heavier heavy. song. Yeah, it is heavy. Okay. You've changed skit. We'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Sex object. <laughs> Ooh, okay. uh, let's let's take a break and uh, and uh, maybe I think we go to Lucy for this one. Is that right? Yeah, I ended up like singing lead in this one. I don't remember why. <laughs> is it a co? Did you write? These are all like you write the songs together. They're all co writes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you took the lead on it. actually based on a true story that we've told we always tell the story at our shows but like so we were um living in a house together and we were looking for a roach to smoke in our friend nick's room and um (laughs) he's like collects a lot of just like shit like you know he's a collector so we we found this like it looked like a whip is what it looked like (laughs) and um we thought it was like a sex whip and we're like oh that's hilarious so we like immediately like dropped it and ran away and wrote the song and then we're like bro we found like your sex whip ha 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 and he was like what are you talking about like that's my aquarium tube so that's my like, aquarium tube <laughs> oh that was a different one it wasn't a tube what was it well like after like a months and months later Inga was like oh I have we have something that for the aquarium that looks even more like a sex oh, thing okay. that was the tube it was just like I uh, Either way, it was not a sex thing. And well, what um, else? If it's not an aquarium tube or a sex whip, <laughs> what else could it be? Is it whisk gone awry? <laughs> what is it? It's like I like to not explain it too much because okay, I like sure. to, I like people to picture like how you could mistake one of those things for the other. <laughs> There's a lot of roommate culture on your record. Yeah, we've been roommates like three different times. You two have. Yeah, but but I mean, and you're you're together still, which is a testament to good roommating because (laughs) some people uh, have horrible I think it's good to have a terrible roommate situation it builds character it really does it teaches you about people yes because you could be in love with someone and then you become roommates as a friend or whatever and that's what the dynamic you gotta have a lot of empathy and understanding and patience when you have a roommate of any kind and you just also have to know that there's people that you you just can't live with yes exactly if you just don't even if you're friends you thought you were best friends but you just get on your each other's nerves and it's untenable but like Choder's tiny and that's 
I don't know. Choder. We get along great. Choder. <laughs> yeah, that's my nickname. Your nickname is Choder. <laughs> Where does that nickname come from? It comes from our GGF days. Oh, Choder. Yes. Okay, I, can Chodes. I call it? May I refer to you as <laughs> yes, Choder? You may. All right, I might do that. Okay. Well, thank you. I, is, uh, uh, Choder, do you have anything more you want to say about sex object? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Okay. All right. We're going to skip uh, Jose's dad, which is a skit. <laughs> And uh, he, he, does he appear a couple times? Yes. Yeah. yeah, okay. Two or three, right? Ambassador three, three. three times? Three yeah, times. Oh, he's at the end too, right? The last word? Yes. Okay, we're going to talk about the skits shortly, but let's move on to Ambassador mm-hmm. to Ecstasy. Yes. You said that? I said that, and she was she was excited about it. She was into it. Yeah, and so uh, it was like it was a joke, but I was like, I, I was like, Lucy, I said that, and then, and then. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Do you have to be ordained? Is there a ceremony to become an ambassador <laughs> to ecstasy? How does that work? Who assigns this role to you? I assigned it to myself. That's an amazing turn of phrase I th- as I a pickup so. line. <laughs> at yeah. the time, at the time. But you um, obviously it stuck with you enough to turn it into I a I thought it was, it was quite quite in like a, I don't know, it's a an, an energy that I wanted to describe. Yes, and that, like, that's true. 
I'm just trying to picture like a smarmy guy saying this and it <laughs> oh, having God. the same effect. See, <laughs> no. that's the whole point yeah. of our band. <laughs> We're uh, allowed to say a lot of stuff. I meant to ask about this because I, uh, in thinking of your band and, and thinking of other uh, people I know who start bands, uh, particularly in the rock realm, in some cases you do it uh, to be a part of the tradition. In some cases you want to do it to kind of point out how ridiculous right. rock mm-hmm. music is. I feel like you're on the line of that. Like Spinal Tap. Well, it's like we only ever wanted to rock, but after a certain time, we realized that it's different for us. Mm-hmm. So, like, instead of just ignoring that difference or trying to, like, whatever, we just, like, kind of, like, play with it, fuck with it. Yeah, I mean, I think the subtext of what I was just saying is that there is a, this is a, when you kind of satirize rock in any way, you're satirizing white men. Totally. And their idiocy. And right. the ridiculousness <laughs> is that not something you're doing consciously? Maybe you're. This is a fun band, but are you? Is that part of this in some way? Um, I I, I guess like it, it it can't not be. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like it's more like the like the like the like nothing we do is for or about men, but. Like, the only people that really express that they don't like our band are, like, men that think we're too cocky, which is hilarious because it's, like, like I'm not offended. I take it as a compliment, but it's just kind of, like, you really haven't stepped back to, like, see where you fit in all of this and, like, why us being cocky is, like, not the same as you being cocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You being, like, this, like, hypothetical random. But, um, yeah, it's, like, just, like, doing anything is... Like satirizing men when they react in a certain way. I yeah. guess I don't know. Yeah, no, we're not like haters or anything. But no, no, know. I don't think you're. Ha- <laughs> I don't think you're haters, and I don't. I do think that there's a genuine uh, love of the form. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And like you mentioned, uh, Blink One Eighty Two and uh, ACDC. I mean, these are not uh, people. Uh, ACDC in particular. A lot of people are put off by oh, yeah. the machismo of it and the kind of inherent sexism of all their lyrics but Mm -hmm. I I mean I can only rationalize it in that they're so cartoony to sing about having big balls or whatever like how are you supposed to multiple songs about balls and masturbating like it's all just songs about dicks like it's almost all about dicks so like (laughs) on some level it's ridiculous and I'm sorry I didn't know pun intended Uh, okay let's move on to where are we did we miss a song I, I have The World Needs a Good What is it? Band right now. The, the World, world Needs oh, that's a Good a skit. Band. That's a skit. That's another skit. We're skipping that one. A really good band. Yeah. <laughs> that, is that your dad again? Yes. Okay, we're going to talk about the skits. I like that I'm building up the suspense yeah. about the skits. <sighs> Play the Field. This is a fantastically funny, hilarious, heartfelt song. Thank you. I really like this one. And I like all of them. But Play the Field is funny. Soccer, basketball, girl, I heard you play them all. Well, me, I always drop the ball. Never stood a chance at all, but you, you're a superstar. I've had a bounce, I've gone too far. The cross my heart and up to die. Can't believe I'm at triumph. Girl, you make me wanna play that field. Can't explain the love effects you make me feel. I wanna join your team, yeah, I'm for real. There's no
thought of the idea for this one when we were at band practice and we were just talking about how it's kind of funny because like it's a pretty big stereotype that like dyke women are good at sports and like we're both super shitty at sports and like ever fine. you've never been good at sports oh no. no like we've like sort of tried like as you know from the song but i can run fast she's a really fast runner i'm just straight up like really you, do you do any fitness exercise stuff <laughs> i uh, i go running i ride my bmx you ride your bmx because <laughs> you know there's a certain amount of obviously uh musicianship that's coordination mm-hmm. uh you know it's finger dexterity often and Mental fitness. Don't right. forget mental, mental fitness. fitness. Oh, we're not we're forgetting. All about that. We're all about it. I often think, uh, or you often find that musicians end up taking to sports because of that just physical ability to, to you know, play uh, an instrument. I think that's like, I, I don't think they can, they connect. No, you don't. <laughs> no. Okay. Interesting. If they did, then I sports would be easier for me. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, we're like, if we were good at sports, we wouldn't bother to be in a band because we would already be, like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Do you uh, like watching any sports? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you like watching Like the, the event. Yeah. <laughs> you list all the sports at the beginning of the song <laughs> yeah. that you like. Yeah. And I'm we trying like to remember. sporty girls. You like sporty girls? <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. Always a... have, always will. <laughs> really? An athletic specimen is appealing to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. All right, all right. All right. Well, that's a good one. I really like that one. <laughs> Is it based on um, real life uh, experience? Yes, a lot of it seems Jordan. to take place in like a high school gym. Grade eight. Grade eight gym. Big year for me. Very early. Big okay, year. and that you, yeah, yeah. You had a little lust going on. Yeah, I did. I was, I was really in love with, with uh, uh, this uh, person on my basketball team. And, oh, you played basketball for one one year. Right, she scored one basket right. on her own team, and it was at, it was on my own team. Yeah, that so that's difficult. <laughs> that's got to be difficult to be in love with a, a woman as a young woman woman rather. Yep, uh, totally. And you have no idea if it's reciprocated in any way. Oh, it usually I, isn't. It usually <laughs> isn't. No, no, I had no no like. No, okay. I like got to give myself credit. Like I really like didn't get my hopes up. <laughs> I assume, that's good. Is it, is it incorrect to assume you weren't out at that time? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And but were you aware of anyone else being out in your high school um, or your grade eight? Sorry. There was there was one person, yeah, who who said who said that they were bi, mm. and they kind of got 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 made made fun of. So it wasn't a like didn't uh, didn't seem like an easy thing. Yeah. So that's that did not. Uh... And at the time, like I I don't know if I connected all those dots. Right. Lucy, did you have similar kind of difficult experiences of like like coming out and stuff? Yeah, or not, and and, and sort of yeah, having these feelings for people that you couldn't. I, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I know that for me, I was very shy, as, uh, and I had it simple. I mean, <laughs> in a cultural sense, right, I was yeah. I liked women, so I could have should have been relatively conventional, but it was I couldn't do it. I couldn't express. <laughs> I was a little embarrassed about my parents, frankly. <laughs> my parents were a little weird. Oh yeah, yeah. man. Well, any uh, <laughs> anything to trip yourself up. Yeah, I didn't feel like I had the confidence to tell someone. I think everyone no. knew who I liked, and that oh, was yeah. embarrassing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, did you have any of that going on? Um, I was like really in love with my friend, but I think she she definitely knew. Uh-huh. She, she was like, "Hey, Liz, 
So she had to talk with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it went. It went well. Oh, okay. Um, but that wasn't grade eight. That was later. But grade eight, um, I don't remember. Like, well, I don't mean to focus on grade eight. <laughs> That's not the, unless that was a make or break year for you as no, well. No, I think I was kind of immature, not really. Yeah. Caring okay. that much okay. about that in grade eight. <laughs> I don't want to delve too much uh, into your. Uh, oh yeah, man, I talk about gay shit all day. <laughs> you do talk about gay all shit day. all day. I know that about <laughs> you. That's true. Okay. Uh, you don't have to say thank you. Oh, yeah, gay. <laughs> that seems like a song about being gay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Getting right in there. Under the cover of night, I make my way out the door. This is our moment, the moment we've been waiting for. I want to thank you, places you ain't ever been. Baby, be my partner and say You don't have to say thank you I'll be here all night I'll be here all night You don't have to say thank you Your pleasure is mine That song is inspired by Melissa Etheridge herself Her, her attitude Her, yeah, we just wanted to write a song that captured the way that she seems to feel. It's a very Melissa Etheridge-esque song, <laughs> form form-wise, like it as it could be a folk song, uh, if mm-hmm. you will, or a folk rock song. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We wrote that one in the car actually mm-hmm. on the way back from Montreal. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, and is the what is it about per se? Um, it's about um, it's it's the the attitude of like I, Mel- Melissa just with be down to just hang out all night like you'd have to tr- try and you'd have to try, try and, and suffer <laughs> did you not uh, meet oh yeah Melissa we did. Etheridge? yeah and what was that like it was a dream come true and she was literally like more like herself than we even could have imagined like where was the what was the context of the meeting because there's a photograph somewhere yeah mm-hmm. it was that cmw yeah. Canadian, canadian music week that's yeah. right yeah Okay, and, and uh, uh, there was a, a few people working like really hard to make make our dream come true. Sasha from CMW, Sa- yeah, Matt Williams, Matt Williams and Mar, <laughs> Mar, and everybody, everybody pulled it all together, and, and yeah. Uh, we only found out that we were going to meet her like an hour before we met her, so we're like, "Holy shit!" Like, so she is playing Canadian Music Week. It's a it's an industry music festival kind of thing in Toronto for people who don't know, and. Uh, and you see this, and you're playing too. Is that the deal? Yeah, like we we noticed that she was playing, and that we were playing, and we're like, oh shit, like we gotta go to that show. But then, like our friend Matt, for some reason, wrote this article called like things partner want to do with Melissa Etheridge, and then like I think that kind of got the ball rolling. I don't even know why everyone tried so hard to do that like nice. <laughs> yeah. <thing for> you <laughs> well, uh, let me just say, you know, you're likable, and your music <laughs> is good. Maybe that's And it. you've had other things happen where you wrote a song about Ellen Page, the yeah. actress Ellen Page, <laughs> yes. and and she received the song. She was aware of the song, and what, did she share it or something? Yep, yep she shared On her it social media? With mm-hmm. a smiling emoji. Right. And so you are uh, part of a community. <laughs> We've <laughs> A supportive community. <laughs> we just put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is there anyone else you need to reach out to that we need to know about? Um, well, well, Tegan and Sarah already put us on one of their playlists. Yeah, they put us on their playlist, so right. that's exciting. Right. Who else? Oh, only Katie Lang is like 
the, our other person that we're obsessed with that we haven't made any contact with yet. Do you so, know Katie, if, if you're out there. Do you know if you. Katie is aware of your band or anything? Uh, somehow, I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> Would yeah, you write a song about Katie Lane? Yeah, we love Katie Lane. We love Katie Lane. What, what could we write a song about? I don't know. Well, Big Gay Hands is kind <laughs> of... Yeah, we have a new song called Big Gay Hands. It's could, about could it be could about Katie. Could be about Katie Lang. Could easily. Okay. All right. Well, this is great. You're 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 reaching out. You're transcending <laughs> whatever and reaching these people, and that's 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 great. Okay. Uh, we're going to skip past piss pants tampon <laughs> skit for now. I do want to talk about the skits. Uh, I can't stress that enough. We're gonna go to creature in the sun. Oh yeah. yeah. Sometimes I feel just like a creature. This song, I noticed that like when a, like a a dog or a, a cat is like in the sun, that like it seems like really like at, at peace, and that that might look like as pretty close to like um, peace of peace of mind or like that like the um, a peaceful state uh-huh, of um, uh-huh. and um, of like um, being being free from uh like any any desires pulling you in in any direction and just like really being um uh, accepting of 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 the moment and being really like fulfilled by the moment and like that like to see it like an animal in that like in that state was like i could do that like i could like um because like animals or like dogs are always like wanting treats and pets and to run around and stuff and like to see a a dog being still it just was like quite I just that's fascinating noticed that stillness and and thought that that was very meaningful yeah there's a simplicity to that kind of satisfaction Mm -hmm. just like I think it's the secret of of life right I experienced this recently I left the internet (laughs) <laughs> to go to a, a a cabin in a forest, yeah. and I didn't have much internet at all until I, unless I went into town. It was pretty good, yeah, because I live <laughs> on the good. internet half yeah. the time, and it's bad. I think it's bad, yeah. but I also think it's good. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, because yeah. I'm an information right. <laughs> person. I like having all the information all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think it lets you focus on your stuff. Your mm-hmm. family sometimes gets lost in the information. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm drawing a, a connection there that you weren't. Oh no, that's. But fine. I, I do no, think that fine. this stillness, uh, mm-hmm. being still, I think is is integral. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have any take on this, Lucy? I'm just going to say it's like the hardest song to like um, describe at a show. Like, <laughs> the song's about like stillness, feeling perfect still. Do you feel the need to, in your banter, contextualize each and every song? Yeah, for some reason. I think that's also like not a 
cool thing to do. <laughs> we just like really want everyone to know exactly what we're talking about. That person yeah. with shorts on stage will not stop telling us about every song. Every yeah. song. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's actually good because obviously this exercise, which is a little unusual to go through every song on a record, you have some experience doing this already. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah we yeah. do it all the time. You do it to your, within your within the band, too, I assume. Do it to I ourselves. You do it to yourselves. <laughs> you do. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, Remember This. Yes. Remember this. Well, there's a funny thing that happens to me when I'm expecting to enjoy myself. sort of similar in a way to Creature in the Sun mm-hmm. like it's like Choder trying to f- feel the moment mm-hmm. it all has to do with presence yeah. it was a, a long yeah. time ago on like our first tour I was like Choder are you having a good time or what and she's like well I can't wait to remember this <laughs> oh that's that's poignant that's nice That yeah that like um, so there's something about like I think like there's something about the present that just seems so like if you realize like what it like if you think too hard about what it is that you can feel just like just you realize how um it's a wild world and anything could anything could happen and something about like the 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 past like it has played out it's 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 happened um I'm comfortable there yeah i mean i've seen you lose yourself at shows i've seen you crowd surfing in yes. at the rock in St. John's, Newfoundland, you know, at maybe it was an Obit show or yes, something. Yes. And you just just bliss. Just yeah. pure I'm like, oh she's gone. Like you just yeah. weren't there but you were there. And yeah. I, and I can see why that would be meaningful to you. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. So Okay. All right. Remember this. We are on to the last song on the record. Oh man. Women of Dreams. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Women of Dreams. Woman of Dreams. Is it Woman of Dreams? It might be spelled. It so says right. Women of Dreams in the thing. It's supposed to be. Woman of oh, Dreams. No. Oh, oh it's spelled right in the in the press release, <laughs> but it's spelled wrong in the MP3s that I was oh. sent uh-huh. on my machine. Oh, wow. Woman of Dreams. Woman of Dreams. It's just an ode to um, to, you... to women. Yeah. Like... Oh, so it is women of dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's such a big deal for no, that I'm, thing. No, 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 no. That's fair. Woman of dreams. It's it's an ode to women generally. Mm-hmm. Self-identified women. You 
realize you are in a position where people are hearing you and listening to the things you say and the things you play, do you feel a certain responsibility as women to talk about being women? Um, I feel like we have no possible way to avoid talking about it if we wanted to. So, like, mm-hmm. like yeah, I mean, I don't know, like... Well, I think, I think, like... I mean, in terms of what it means to be a woman in this current timeline and and, and to be a woman in society, again, we've kind of talked a little bit about uh, what the band what the band's place is, uh, or rather what people's perception of the band's place might be in rock. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you sort of said that, well, you mostly are hearing uh, from men who can't figure out what to do with you because you're women, right? And <laughs> and they scrutinize you because you're women, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you feel that? Are you, is it, it's got to be annoying to just be a person trying to do something and then to have people project their perception of your background onto you. Does that happen? I mean, I feel like we're pretty lucky in a way. Like, we don't actually get too many people. Hmm. Like, like it's very usually very micro. And, like, especially now, like, now that we, like, shred or whatever, like, much less so than in the past are people like, whoa, like, you're pretty good for a girl and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we've kind true. of moved beyond that. But, like... Um, also, people really often think that Jose is a guy, too, mm. which also changes things up. For a second. <laughs> they think that she's, like, a gay guy. <laughs> That's interesting. But she's like, I, I never I, thought that. I certainly I certainly don't mind. Don't mind at all. And But, uh, it's definitely... Yeah, you go. Sorry, I forget what no, the no, original no. question was. No, I just, <laughs> I just wonder if that it weighs on you that you are in a role... Because I know that you were young mm-hmm. people going to see bands... Uh, and you were wa- and you clearly consumed a lot of culture, TV, whatever right. it was. You <laughs> mm-hmm. you seem like people who sort of studied music and culture, like beyond playing. I mean, oh, just uh, like mm-hmm. how does it work, you know, uh, uh, a little bit. So uh, I assume you had some role models, but maybe not as many as you would like. You are now mm-hmm. in a position where you're on stages. Younger women, in particular, will be seeing you play. Yeah. That's a bit of a that's a responsibility on some level. I don't mean to put too much heaviness oh, on no. your shoulders, but. Do you think about that? Totally. Th- like when we put out everybody knows, we're like we're like, you know, we're not saying that if you're a kid you should smoke weed and stuff. I think we like we think about it in that context too, of just like drugs and stuff. It's like we obviously don't want little kids to do <laughs> drugs because we yeah. said that we smoke weed and like I do feel like a responsibility of like to just show young women and like that like it's gonna be okay and stuff. I guess it's my most responsibility. That I feel to like show that you can like really just rock it. Yeah, and I, I also think that young men are gonna oh, be totally. impacted by this notion of holy crap. Like I have and to go like, through this with my son now. He's at an age where he didn't see difference, and now he's starting to. When I was playing <laughs> the partner record in the car, by the way, he. <laughs> <laughs> he I, some song started today in the morning and he was like is this daytime TV he just knew nah. the song titles right away <laughs> but there was that moment of uh, who's in this band and I said oh it's these it's my friends Jose and Lucy and, and they're the main and he's like well who are the who are the guys <laughs> like that was his reflex and yeah. I'm like oh no that's happening already and that does happen like we're aware of that where he uh, needs he's at a point where he, he assumes men are going to be involved in the project. In this mm-hmm. case, they are, I guess, because your rhythm section is dudes, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, 
but I do think that playing him your record and talking about the fact that it was principally conceived by women it changes him and I, I like that I like Sweet. the fact that yeah, that's he's, awesome. he's doing that so I think you're whether you mean to or not I think you're going to have a positive impact uh, on young people we I certainly hope so. hope so yeah yeah it's like for I think what what I really want for for people is like by like um, being being ourselves at like and being being vulnerable in that way of like just like really giving like that's what I feel that we give is that like most people would be like I'd be really embarrassed <laughs> to be doing this and it's like yeah. that's our 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 service yeah. is like. Um, and then, like maybe, um, like uh, young young women, young men, the youth, the youth of today, <laughs> could be like, well, could really like focus in on like what it is, like uh, what 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 their their gift is, and instead of like trying to like pursue or or um, conjure some something that like this is just like to express their truths. Yeah, rather than emulate. Yeah, Others necessarily, or, or like, or like, just like be be led down, um, you know, and uh, just to, to gather gather their energies towards their 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 truths. Yeah, that's fair. That's great. So, and again, I don't mean to put so much heaviness on partner because uh, after this discussion, which got heavy and I think <laughs> significant, we have to talk about the skits. All right. And the skits on this record uh, appear throughout, uh, and they're. Uh, phone calls and little dialogue between you two uh, as well. Why did you feel compelled to include skits <laughs> on your rock record? Because it's, it's not a normal thing. Um, well, as you can see, we don't care much what's normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is We're it a short song stage. Is, is, there, is it from... Are, are there records that are big for you that had sort of dialogue or skits oh, yeah. in between? Mm -hmm. Prozac, like... I mean, hip-hop hip is hip -hop all Hip-hop often has skits, yes. Um, like, well, we, like, wanted to make people feel like they were, like, in, like, immersed in, like, our world. Yes. Like, you know, like, when you go to the movies and then, like, the lights turn down and it's loud and, like, you just feel like you're not in, like, normal life? We kind of, like, were hoping that people could put on a record and it would be, like, a whole experience, yeah. not just, like, a collection of songs. And that's how we were kind of able to release, like have our record as singles and still feel like we're just like giving people like a little taste right the skits kind of like make it its own thing right mm -hmm. and and some of the skits are phone calls uh i mentioned the one with colin medley yeah who uh is uh, uh the person who photographed your cover your album cover that's yeah. right yeah and the other one of the phone one of the other phone calls is with steve lampke who is uh one of the people who runs You've Changed Records, your label, did they know they were going to be recorded? <laughs> it was a prank. Yeah, no, they didn't know. We, we vowed to never prank again. Yeah. How did they take it when they found out that you had pranked them? <laughs> Steve hates <laughs> pranks. <laughs> yes, he does. I, I grew up with Steve. Yeah, he hates pranks. He likes jokes, but he, he doesn't pranks. like pranks. doesn't like pranks. And the, and the, we, just for the record, we don't like pranks either. You well, don't want to be pranked. I don't, I don't like a pranking, I think it's, it can, it can, it could be dangerous. It could, you know, sure, hurt Jordan's someone. Kind of these days, feelings. these days, it can be pretty. You know, sure. <laughs> you know, it's it's like it's horseplay. It's it, it can be reckless. So in, in both <laughs> in the Colin and Steve 
phone calls. Lucy. Yeah. It's you. Oh, I call. I'm the one that calls Colin. Jose calls oh, Steve. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so she you killed it. So yeah. And you had to act. I had to act. And yes. in both cases, you're kind <laughs> of talking about fake ideas you have for the album art, and they are both like, uh, I don't know, that's a good idea. Hey. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Pretty good. Um, we're going to do a photo shoot with Colin today, but we have sort of a new direction for the album artwork. Okay. I know that you had a few qualms about the Healthy Release EP artwork. I think I might not have liked it for the cover, but probably because it was an image of Melissa Etheridge. So what I did was I did a new <laughs> drawing of Melissa Etheridge, and I really want it to just be front and center. You want you want the, your album to be perceived as a tribute to Melissa Etheridge? Yeah. Why did you want to prank these people, these angels of Ontario, if you will? <laughs> because, like... We just are always pushing it, and, like, we always have, like, a million ridiculous ideas, and they're, like, so patient and, like, accommodating that we just wanted to really, like, show the people, like, how patient and accommodating they are. Yeah, yeah. okay. Absolutely. Right. It wasn't meant to make fun of them. Not no. at all, yeah. no. And that, like, we try to arrange it that way. It's, like, we're the ones that are supposed to look like doofuses. Like, we thought of those questions, like, we really thought hard. We think really hard about everything. Colin also doesn't like pranks. No. No, like was, they're both like... like <laughs> Colin hates being embarrassed, and I love... <laughs> my favorite uh-huh. part of that Colin call is, how's it going? Good, I just ate dinner. <laughs> I'm thinking of going to bed now. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, That's such a Colin... Because he doesn't... I don't think... I love. I, Colin's my friend, and I. he hates when I call him because he thinks the calls are too long. Yep. And that's fine. I blabber, and I can accept that. But He's I li- told you I, that? I think so. His girlfriend or someone doesn't like it when I... Because they're like, oh, I thought, thought we had to go, and then he's, like, mad. And I'm like, seriously, it'll take three minutes, and then, of course, it's half an hour of us spitballing ideas back and forth. But I love that he sounds the way he always sounds like, when I call him. Hey, like kind of like I guess hey, I got to be on the phone and I'm going I have to go. Like immediately like I just ate a big dinner. I need to go to bed. <laughs> so let's get this going. Yeah. I like everything about it cuz I know these guys, so that's quite funny. And then the other skits, I think beyond um the ones with just the two of you, which I think is the hey partner here and piss pants stamp piss pants stamp on, uh, which I let people listen to those and figure them out for themselves. <laughs> They're kind of what they are. But your dad, yes, Joder, uh, uh, Choder, Choder, <laughs> Choder. Uh, your dad uh, appears uh, espousing his view of the rock and roll landscape a few times. That's right. Uh, and he sounds hilarious, <laughs> yes. like an actor, like a character. I know it's it's incredible, but yeah. that's just that's exactly like I'll say that every day, any day, any time. Um, he repeats it often, but this is this is what's been in my my ear my entire life, right? My whole life, right? Which is great, and that's that's where the record comes from. Yeah, for, it is a me. it is a so, testament to rock and roll. That's like this this record. Yeah. It's it's not something people are doing very much of successfully anymore. Is making guitar driven rock music. Rock has uh, we've t- I've talked about this on the show a bunch of times, and uh, one of the one of the uh, reasons I've talked about it so much is because Carl Wilson, the music writer, was on, and at the end of last year, he wrote a, a thing for Billboard talking about how 
in the grand scheme of things, rock music has lost its strength as a cultural mover. <laughs> That's uh, a pile you, of nonsense. You think rock is just doing fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I mean, there's a lot of you know, guitar sales, <laughs> sales of electric guitars are down. Uh, a lot of people are doing everything on computers. I sound like I'm 100 <laughs> years old. <laughs> but it's true. My son was fooling around with the garage band on the iPad, and he was coming up with the fake guitar sounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, or, a synth- or synthetic guitar sounds, I should say. You feel like rock is okay. Um, well, as like like the, the state of rock, I don't, I don't know, but just as a, the the idea, the, the form, yeah. like it's still there to be explored. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And like, the, I'm sorry. Yeah. I think it's weird when you, when you come from where you come from and a little bit where I come from, which is underground rock. Right. Where you feel it's thriving, you know. I it's mean, you know. <laughs> the bands we've talked about that you were in were amazing. When we go to the music festivals like Sappy Fest or, or La Nuvania, it's they're generally pretty rock-driven, you know, rock and roll yeah, uh, yeah. music. Uh, and uh, it seems fine to me. It seems healthy. But I think the point is in terms of uh, talking uh, think pieces about – the think pieces we see are about Frank Ocean and – Beyonce and Jay-Z and Kanye, they're not really about a rock star these days. And to be fair, like, those people are making way more interesting music than any... Like popular rock musicians, yes, right and now. they're star, they're stars. Like and the, yeah, they the, pretty much are rock stars. Yeah. Like well, here's the question we asked on the show to people. In, in the, uh, this was a live taping of a show, so we asked audience members, name the biggest rock star right now, current rock star. Kanye we, West. Right. Exactly. Totally. Kanye West. He's the biggest rock star. Doesn't necessarily make rock music, or does he? It's it just depends how you want to. It's an attitude. How you want to talk Rockstar about it. is like an attitude, attitude in this right. case, yeah, and an, 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 an impulse to invent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that sense, in a bold a, way, right? Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Anyway, I feel like I put a lot on partner on this episode. <laughs> I hope you had a good time. Perfect. You, 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 had a blast. Are you awesome. okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big sigh of relief. Yeah. I think <laughs> now that we're winding down. Did you feel a little tense there? A bit, yeah. Okay, but it's all good. Okay, now what's next for you? Um, we're going to be playing in Bangor, Maine in like a week or something. Yes. Bangor, um, Maine. Yeah. Nice. We're playing at Moncton Pride mm-hmm. in Moncton. you got a bunch <laughs> of tour dates coming up. Yeah. And okay. our record comes out on the 8th and then, yeah, more touring. Yeah. What else we got on the go? Are you working on new stuff? Oh, we're oh, always yeah. working. Yeah, we're yeah. always working on new stuff. Now that we're living together again. It's Is this all one big prank? Am I going to be on the record? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just worried that uh, there's secret stuff going on here that I don't know about. Okay, so all of this is... Uh, we vowed to never prank again. Yeah. We'll never prank again. Okay, no, don't don't feel bad about the pranks. They're funny. <laughs> okay, so uh, where can people learn more about Partner on the uh, web? Um... You can follow partner underscore band on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. You can mm-hmm. go on partner Facebook page. Yes. <laughs> um, partner Facebook page. Partner Facebook page. Partner YouTube. Yeah. Do you have a website? Uh, um, we're working on it. Okay. Yeah, we're working on yep. it. And the, and the record's out on You've Changed in everywhere? That's right. Yeah. Everywhere. You've Changed Worldwide. Or you've Changed Records dot <laughs> com. I see worldwide. More information about uh, In Search of Lost Time. By the way, In Search of Lost Time. We didn't even talk about that. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, we decided to name our album after Marcel Proust's book because we are cocky <laughs> and unbearable. But it was, we, we thought that... Um, 
Proust was a, a highly sensitive person, yeah, an HSP, and and uh, is always like nostalgic. Nice, yeah. always right, in, right. In, in detail and with with such with such a he That's gets so much pleasure from and nostalgia and I think uh, yeah he does seem to scrutinize the past a lot yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's remembrance of things past yeah. um, basically that kind of idea it's like how, how I was saying I'm more comfortable in the past I right think that's why right it's like, we yeah. were talking about remember that remember this I that's guess right. is right okay yep. is there uh, we've gone through all the songs is there one we should go out on uh, in, in its entirety right now maybe like what do you think Luke? we should probably put one that's already released like or comfort zone or something yeah. it's exciting Sure. Or so it, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> comfort zone? We'll yeah, go with sure. that? Okay. We want to get uh, Choder back in her comfort zone <laughs> now that uh, the, this is done. Listen, oh, uh, yeah. thank you so much thank you. for being on the show, partner. And I wish you the best of luck with everything going forward. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Thanks was for having a blast. Us.
that was the 353rd episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Antica Podcast Network and is available on iTunes, Audio Boom, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Overcast, among many other podcast platforms. If you can't find an episode you're looking for or you wish to learn more about me, please visit my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Vish Creative, or follow me at Vishkana. Listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time, around the world on CFRU.ca, or on an actual radio, if you're in the area, at 93.3 FM. Please visit Patreon.com slash Creative Control to make a flexible monthly donation and uh, keep this podcast going. You can also... Take a look at some t-shirts I have there that I can offer you as a gift for your pledge. And if you want to work out something else, I can work out something else. I have extra books and CDs and children. I could send you all sorts of things. So again, patreon.com slash creative control. This episode would not be possible without our sponsors, Pizza Trocadero, whom you can call for pickup or delivery in Guelph at 519-829-2444. Check them out at trocaderoguelph.ca. The Bookshelf, an independently owned bookstore, bar, music venue, and movie theater located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Partner have played there. They know it. Lots of people know it. Learn more about them at bookshelf.ca. Planet Bean, freshly roasted, fair trade, certified organic coffee. For more information, planetbeancoffee.com. Granddad's Donuts, located at 574 James Street North in Hamilton, Ontario. Amazing Donuts. Visit granddads.ca for more information about them and to have a whole meal's worth of ingredients and a step-by-step recipe that tells you how to make some amazing dinner or lunch, possibly breakfast, depending on the way you roll. It'll all come right to your door, right to your Canadian door. Who am I talking about? HelloFresh. Visit HelloFresh.ca and use the promo code CREATIVE50 for 50% off your first order. I've had this food. It's amazing. Try it out. HelloFresh.ca. That's it for another episode of Creative Control. Please give the show a nice rating or review. We haven't had them in a while. So if you go to all those podcast platforms I mentioned earlier, say something nice about us. Maybe someone else will argue with you. Other people will agree. And that'll be great. That's all I have to say. More episodes are coming. They always do. I will talk to you soon. Goodbye for now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.